Hi, it's Dom here, pastor at Assemble Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you find what you're looking for today and that you are challenged, inspired, and equipped to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message today. Right, this morning, we are looking at a question. We are on the fifth week of our series of Progressive Overload. Now, I know you're looking at me thinking, that guy hasn't got a clue about progressive overload. Um, I have just started going to the gym, and I'm getting into it, and and I go to the only gym that there is in Newark to go to, apparently, uh, because it is the church gym. Uh, It's called the gym group, uh, but every time I go in, I see somebody from church, or at least even from a different church. So I'm thinking, guys, if we all join... We all join. We'll just make that part of our church. We'll do that. I think that'll be amazing. Um, so we talked about progressive overload. We're on week five. We're going from one degree of glory to another. The question we are looking at this week is, how can I do more? Hands up who thinks, oh, I can't do more. Hands up if you think that right now. Hands up if you're thinking, I cannot possibly do any more. Yeah, a couple of people. Let's have some feedback this morning. I'm not going to badger you for it, but I, I do need it. Um, some of us are just doing so much, aren't we, that we're like, ah, what, what does it mean? What does this thing mean? I can't do I want. I, ah, I don't want to do more. Let me tell you what we're not going to do this morning. I'm not going to give you a seminar on how to be more productive. How can I do more? I'm not going to do that because my wife will tell you I'm not qualified to do that. I'm not qualified to do that. You know the kind of thing where you're told by an expert that you've got to go up at five o'clock in the morning, yeah? Have a black coffee with no milk. Maybe smashed avocado on sour bread, sourdough toast, right? Got to be with a, maybe a poached egg on the top. Then go and do a two-hour workout at the gym. All before getting home to take your kids back to school or get to work, right? And that's how you're more productive. Oh, not forgetting, of course, to make your bed before you do all that. <laughs> no. That's not the kind of thing we're talking about today. We're not talking about doing more in that way. Uh, We're not even going to talk about being more productive in certain ways. We're not going to talk about that this morning. We're going to talk about what makes us able to do more and what that more actually is. We're going to start by opening scripture. Is that okay? Awesome. Romans 8. Get to Romans 8. We're going to read the whole thing. I was going to do what I do in school sometimes and just get a whole load of people to read. We're not going to do that, don't worry. We'll go around the room. It's like an English class. I have my English classes here, by the way. I never thought they'd let me on this platform. Wow. Here we are. Romans 8. We're ready. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Let's pause. Let's take a breath. That was for me, not you. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. 
But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If needed, the spirit of God lives in you. If indeed, sorry, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ in you, and then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to the mortal bodies of his, of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, you, but if by the spirit you will put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Again, rather, the spirit you receive brought about the adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Wow. Now we're going to spend a few hours unpacking. No, you can do that in your own time, but I suggest you do it because, wow, Romans 8, there is so much in that you could literally do whole sermon series on that one thing. Uh, when I was given this line, this kind of subject to talk about today, I'm like, ah, how do I get pneumatology into 25 minutes? No way. Pneumatology, by the way, is the study of the Holy Spirit. It's nothing more complicated than that. Um, don't let big words scare you. They're not that scary. Who loves a box set? Anyone love a good box set? Anybody watching anything good at the moment? Any recommendations? What was that? Uh, Grey's Anatomy, old school. Somebody's going old school, like it. Any others? Any other good box sets? Pardon? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, okay. Got a few out there. But we love a good box set, don't we? We love a good box set. We love a good TV drama. Loads of people watching. What's that one at the minute? Happy something? Whatever that is, eh? Whatever that's about. Unhappy Valley. Uh, yeah, everybody's talking about that at the moment, or... What's the, what's the latest series of books that everybody's raving on about at the minute? Anybody into reading loads? Harry Potter. That's a bit old school now, mate. You need to keep up. <laughs> Who? Case books. Yeah, read case books. Buy case books. Come on, do that. Okay. We all love a good story. We absolutely love a good story. What we don't like is spoilers. Come on, boo. Where's the boo? Hate a good spoiler. But I'm going to do that this morning. So the answer to the question to how we do more is the Holy Spirit. Done it. There we go. Right, we can go home now. Have lunch. The answer to the question, how do we do more, is, of course, the Holy Spirit. Because when we're talking about doing more, we're not talking about making ourselves super busy. Amen. I'm not here this morning to beg you 
to join another team. Come on, we need people to join the team, come on. If we get enough people on the team, we're going to have to put one chair out each. <laughs> right? It's not what we're here to do. Not what we're here to do. Because we're family, right? You're more than just like a HR resource. You're more than just a human resource. We're family. We, we don't do that. We don't beg you to join stuff if you don't need to do it. However, if the Holy Spirit drops in your heart, hey, you need to do this and do that, then you've got to obey that stuff, right? We need to be doing that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But that's not what we're going to do. So I've done the spoiler. Let's start with who or what the Holy Spirit is. So this is the first part of our pneumatology bit, if you like. And we're going to rattle through some of this, and then we're going to spend some time at the end putting some stuff into practice. Is that okay? I've got the mic, so it has to be, right? So let's start with what, or more accurately, who is the Holy Spirit? I say that because the Holy Spirit is a person. Now, some Bible translations are quite unhelpful when they describe the thing as a thing in like the Holy Ghost. Okay? It's not very helpful because it, it's not a ghost at all. Okay? When I think ghost, anyone seen Ghostbusters? Anyone remember Slimer? Oh, phenomenal. What a great movie. Anyway, so that, 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 when I think ghost, that, that's kind of what I, I think this green slimy thing. I know that's quite childish. Um, I am. Okay. Uh, I think that's quite childish, but that's what I think of. I think it's some weird concept, some stuff that I can't understand, that I can't grasp, that isn't kind of real. The Holy Spirit isn't that. The Holy Spirit is absolutely real. The Holy Spirit, absolutely real. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says this. Do you not know that your bodies are temples? Now, Anyone ever been to Turkey? Anyone been to Turkey? My body looks more like the Temple of Artemis than the Taj Mahal. All right? If you know what that looks like, if you've been, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right? But your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. Just think about that for a moment. Right back in the beginning of the Bible, do you remember that bit? We've done that bit before, I think. Right, right back in the beginning of the Bible, there was chaos and darkness. And there's chaos and darkness. And what hovered over the waters? The Spirit hovered over the waters. It was always there. Through the Spirit, things were made. Jesus was there, the Son. God was there, the Father. And the third person, Holy Spirit was also there. He's always existed. Always existed. He lives in you. Who lives with somebody? Right? I live with somebody. I live with several somebodies. Okay? Who finds it easy, always easy, living with somebody? It's always easy, isn't it? Always easy. Come on, Sam, put your hand up. <laughs> I can see the wise nudging husbands. Okay, I know, for me, it is really easy to live with Sal. It is really, it is really. But for Sal, it is really difficult to live with me, as you could imagine. Okay, I'm a nightmare. Um, it's not always easy to live with somebody, is it? There are times in our lives that are a little bit uncomfortable. Because you know what good partners do? 
good, good partners kind of challenge you. Yeah? Good people challenge you. Good people point stuff out. Not all the time, so that's nagging. Difference. They knock edges off, don't they? We become better people. We become, we, we become better people. Just like the Holy Spirit. Just like the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. He lives in you. You should probably get to know him. It's always a good idea to get to know the person that you live with. Probably. You should always get to know the person that you live with. Because it's by knowing them and by recognising the voice that you'll know when he's speaking to you. You'll know when he's instructing you. You'll know when he's prompting you. Does that make sense? Fantastic. Could you imagine now, could you imagine that you're in a room and Jesus was sat in the corner of the room? He wouldn't be sat, actually. He'd be, if you've got a chaise long, you've got one of them in your house. That's where Jesus would be because they love to do that in first century uh, Israel. They love to recline. That's what it was all about. Love to re recline, especially when there were guests at people's houses. True, look it up. It's absolutely true. They'd recline at the dinner table and stuff, and that's what they do. So you'd be on, Jesus would be on the chaise, right? So you've got to make him comfortable. Imagine he's there in your house, just chilling. I don't know if Jesus just chilled. Well, he went into the wilderness on his own sometimes, so I'm guessing he just chilled. So just chilling, and you just ignore him. You just completely ignore Jesus in the lounge. Would you do that? I would be asking a million questions. I'd, be prob I'd probably be doing the stuff that Jesus told me not to do. You know when he says you need to sit at my feet and listen? I'd be like, Jesus, let me get you some food. Let me make you a cup of tea. No, Jesus would drink coffee. Uh, let, me, let me get you a cup of coffee. Let me get I'd be like, busy, 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 just kind of trying to look good in front of Jesus and all that kind of stuff. I'd be doing that, and he'd just be like, hey, just chill. Listen to what I've got to say. We would do that if Jesus was in the room, wouldn't we? But you see, when Jesus went to be with the Father, he left us a helper. There was a reason Jesus had to go to the Father. Because Jesus, as human, could only be in one place at a time. He was amazing, but he could only be in one place at a time. Jesus knew that we'd all need some help. Jesus knew we'd all need help. And the way he did that was by going back to the Father so the Father could send the Helper, the Holy Spirit. So we haven't got Jesus in the room. Sometimes. I'd like to have Jesus in the room sometimes. However, what we have got is the Holy Spirit, not just in the room, not just in the room, actually in here. Actually in here. Now, we spend a lot of time in church talking about Jesus, don't we? And we love Jesus. We love to worship Jesus. I heard, Just a quick aside, I was listening to a podcast this week, Two Text Podcast, it's called. Um, if you ever get a chance to listen, it's pretty good. There are some inferior podcasts out there. You can listen to them as well, but this one's really good. Okay, and uh, somebody told me, that they were just saying on there, a little aside, proximity to Jesus is not what we're after. It's the direction you're looking in that really matters. Because you could be right next to Jesus, but we face it in that way. And that like, oh, wow, 
That was really cool. Anyway, just another side. Uh, so it's all about proximity. It's all about where we're facing. It's all about our intention and uh, where we want to be and what we want to do. Because we want to do and be more, don't we? Yes, we do. I do. Ollie does. Excellent. So we've got this Holy Spirit thing living inside of us. So how do we develop that? Because the Holy Spirit is going to do, do things. The Holy Spirit is gifted to us. We cannot chase it. Don't do that. You can want it. That's fine. Don't chase it. It will be gifted to you. Let's go back to Romans 8. Back to Romans 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free, free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but by the Spirit. We live according to the Spirit, don't we? It's ours. It's gifted to us. Okay, we don't have to chase it. The Holy Spirit also grows us. Makes us bigger people. I don't mean hench. Is that still a word? Hench? I don't mean hench. Uh, I mean he grows us. He makes us bigger people. People who want to do incredible things. Not for our own sake. Not so that we look good. But so that God looks good. So that we always point everything we are doing towards God. And the Holy Spirit equips us to go. So there's your alliteration. That's all you're going to get in terms of alliteration today. Okay, it is, it is, the Holy Spirit is gifted to us. Say gifted. The Holy Spirit will help us to grow. Say grow. The Holy Spirit will empower us to go. Say go. All right, that's the only bit of alliteration you're going to get today because I'm not very good at it. That makes sense. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. You guys are amazing. Um, I was once in a hotel. Don't surprise many people. Lots of us have been to hotels, right? I was in a hotel once, and uh, the Holy Spirit prompted me to speak to the woman behind the reception desk. I'm like, oh, really? Can't I just like hand my card in and run away? <laughs> Anybody stay at Premier Inns? I love a Premier Inn because like, you go down and get your breakfast and stuff and then in the morning you just put your card in the little box <laughs> and walk away now to talk to anybody because if I haven't had eight coffees before I do that, I'm rubbish anyway. I wanted to do that and the Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to talk to the woman behind the receptionist. I'm thinking, oh, what? All right, Lord, what do you want me to say? And God gave me this thing to say that was absolutely ridiculous. He said... Uh, God sees you having relationship problems, but he loves you. I'm like, I cannot say that. I cannot say that. Number one, because everyone has relationship problems. It's so general. I'm thinking, is that just what's going on in here? But I discerned very quickly when I didn't do it. Now, it wasn't my own thinking because I could explain that away. But when I kind of tried to walk past and I felt something here that was like, you need to do that, dude. I'm like, I'm going to go do that. So I went up to this woman, and I thought she was just going <laughs> to slap me around the face or something. Uh, I was quite scared. I was quite nervous about approaching this woman. As, as a single guy, it's not always a, a, the wisest thing to do as well. There's a little bit of wisdom got to be seen. But it was in a nice public place. It was all safe, all good. So I went up to the reception uh, 
place in the hotel. I said, look, I'm a Christian. I think God's just dropped something on my heart for you this morning. And he says, you're having a relationship problem, but he still loves you. Anyway, tears. No, what am I going to do? Like, uh, I'm a chaplain now, and I, 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 I'm not too bad at dealing with people in tears all the time. I'm kind of getting used to it. I'm all right. Just part of the job, isn't it? But at that point, I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? There's a woman I've just made cry in front of all these people in the reception area of a hotel. This is not looking good. Anyway, we started having this little bit of a conversation. And people were walking past, but they were putting their little card in and ignoring what was going on. Um, and she says, I've just got the final thing through from my divorce. It came through the post yesterday. And she was really kind of upset by what happened. She didn't say what had happened. She didn't say that, um, uh, she didn't say anything around it, really. Just that she said, thank you for telling me that. Now, I wish I could tell you that I laid hands on her. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and the whole hotel was saved in a day. I can't tell you that because that would be a lie. And I get struck down if I lie on here, right? Um, and that's just by Dom. Um, that wouldn't happen. I, I, that didn't happen. Uh, but all she said to me was, thank you. I needed to hear that today. And I don't know what the Holy Spirit did with that. I don't know whether that woman has gone to church since then. I don't know whether she had a relationship with God and it's rekindled something. But I think by the fact that she said, thank you, I needed to hear that. To me, there's something in that kind of background that would suggest that maybe, maybe, just maybe, that God was speaking through me to her that day. That is doing more. That is doing more. This is not about getting you to be hyper-productive people that wake up at 5am in the morning and eat your sourdough toast. I love those things, by the way. Not dissing them. Love sourdough, love avocado. But that is not the more. The more is the stuff that Jesus wants you to do. We're going to do some of that more this morning. Is that okay? I'm cutting some of the stuff out. I've got pages and pages of it here. But like I said, you can't do pneumatology in 25 minutes. So we're going to do some practical stuff this morning. Is that all right, everyone? Excellent. Because one of the ways in which we grow, we're going back to grow. One of the ways in which we grow is that we, we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. I said earlier, didn't I, that I love a podcast. I love a podcast. I have a 50-minute journey from home to work every day. Okay? Not ideal with the petrol prices as they are. But there we go. That's what it is. So I have that journey every day, and I love to fill that time. I love listening to music in that time. Anybody into music? I love music. Uh, you probably won't like the kind of music I'm into. It's a bit weird. I like a little bit of heavy metal and stuff like that. And I, I, that actually makes me feel relaxed. I know. Strange, isn't it? Strange, but there we go. I listen to some heavy metal and some rock music and stuff like that, and maybe a bit of chili peppers and all that stuff. Uh, I also love worship music. Don't. Uh, anyway. So I do that. Sometimes I listen to some radio because I, I like knowing what's going on in the world. So I listen to Radio 4. <laughs> I'm a bit old. Uh, but I love, to, I love to know what's going on in the world. Anyone listen to Lynx FM? Does anyone listen to Lynx FM? Do they? Um, you might know this. My wife is now a celebrity, by the way. 
Anyone heard on Links FM the uh, the secret barista? Anyone heard that recently? That is Sam. She's the secret barista on Links FM, and they've nicknamed her. They've nicknamed her, and the nickname is brilliant. I'm going to really embarrass her right now. Betty, Betty the barista. Okay, so my wife is now called Betty, and uh, she can call me Al because that is actually my name. True story. True story. So I love to do that in the car. I love to uh, listen to a podcast and listen to some music. And uh, I figured out the other day that, that God really challenged me and said, um, dude, uh, that's, that's how he speaks to me. Dude, uh, I, want, I want to talk to you, but, you, but you're too noisy. There's too much going on. Well, what do you mean, Lord? We've got... I'm in the car, I'm just listening to some, even if it's worship music and stuff like that. You, you can talk to me through a podcast. And God says, yeah, I can talk to you through a podcast. But I'd rather talk to you spirit to spirit. I live inside you. Can't we do that spirit to spirit stuff? Can't we do the real meaningful stuff today? And I had to give in. You're absolutely right. I had to turn off the radio. It was boring anyway, radio for Turn it off. Turn off the podcast. And they're all good things. But I had to, I had to create some space. Because who knows to build our relationship with somebody, to grow that relationship with somebody, we need to create some space. Yeah? Sally and I, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable towards you uh, all this morning. We have all, not always had a perfect relationship. <gasps> I know. We have not always had a perfect relationship. Sometimes I've been a numpty. Absolutely right. So sometimes we have to reevaluate our relationship from time to time. We have a little meeting about it. We have a little bit of chat about it. And we say, do you know what the problem is? We don't spend enough time with one another. We're not communicating very well. We wonder why we're not hearing from God sometimes. And I'll tell you why. Because you're not communicating. You're not spending time with one another. You think you are because you listen to all the latest worship music. It's all cool. But you're not actually creating space for God to speak and for you to listen. And how can we obey if we're not listening? And doing more is about obeying what God is telling us to do. Do we agree on that? Got a consensus on that? I love a good consensus. Now listen, just before we head on to this practical bit, and Ollie's going to come up in a minute and, and help us out with this bit. Uh, I want to speak to those people who aren't Christians in the room this morning. By that, I mean you haven't made a personal connection with Jesus this morning. But you feel like there's something going on in here. You feel like, ah, I might need to explore. So I've got some questions I want to ask. Let me tell you, that could be the Holy Spirit in working you already. Because one of the things the Holy Spirit does is convicts us. It tells us that, mate, you've done something. Dodgy stuff. And I'm not saying that in a way that makes, makes light of it. I'm just saying that's how God talks to me. He's... That could be the Holy Spirit at work in you this morning. Even before you make a, a kind of a decision to follow him. I think that's incredible that the Holy Spirit does that. But this morning, we're going to make some space. And Ollie's just going to play some stuff in the background. And we're going to see where it goes. But what I'd like to do this morning is if you've got a phone with you or 
a paper and a pad. If you want to go old school, you've got anything you can take some notes with at all, or if you've got a really just a really cracking memory. I want us to spend some time this morning and give over some space. What I had to do in the car on my journeys is just to give over some space so God can speak to me. It'd be wrong to talk about that this morning and not actually put it into practice a little bit, wouldn't it? So we're going to give over some time so that God can speak this morning. Now, it may be that something I've said has resonated with you, and that could be the Holy Spirit at work. Hopefully it is, because my words are just my words, and God's words are much, much more important and healthier and better for you. Do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. We are not our own. We've been bought and paid for by a price. It was a costly, costly thing. Are we ignoring the sense of the Holy Spirit? Like I said, we talk about Jesus a lot. We talk about God the Father a lot. But are we in communion with the Holy Spirit this morning? Are we spending time every day thinking about what the Holy Spirit might be saying to us? Are we setting time aside from our busy schedule to get in tune with God? But Alex, how do I do that? That's not easy for me. I've got so much on. Hey, listen, you will prioritise what you love. I don't, if that sounds really harsh this morning, then I'm just bringing the truth. You will prioritise what you love. And if that isn't a priority for you this morning, I, you know, I pray that this, this message has been an encouragement to you, but also if it needs to be a challenge, then I was challenged when I was writing it. Challenge is okay. Challenge is what the Holy Spirit does. Challenge is what knocks the edges off. Challenge is what will help us to grow. Challenge is what makes us bigger people. I'm just going to... I'm going to stop talking for just a minute and I, I, I just want the guys to play. Or Ollie to play. He's good, but he's not more than one guy. Um... And we're just going to see if the Holy Spirit drops something into your heart. It could be that he's saying something to you specifically, or it could be something that he wants you to share with somebody else. It could be that it's something he wants you to take out into your week, into your workplace, into your college or into your school or into, into the coffee shop, wherever you happen to spend your time. In the book of Acts, where the apostles were and disciples were being ready to go. And the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were sent out. It was an amazing thing. There was such a power in that. I don't ever want you to miss out on knowing the full power of God in your life. 
And we do that by making sure that we're in tune with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to his disciples, you will go into Judea and Samaria and the end, Israel, Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. That's just for you, Ollie. The ends of the earth. You, you might not be going to any of those places this week. Probably not. But you're going into Newark. You're going into Hortonville. You're going into other, other parts of the town. Take with you the power of the Holy Spirit. If you are sat there thinking, oh, Lord, say something. You're not saying anything. I just... It just might not be the right time. God knows the right time. His timing is perfect for each and every one of us. But I would encourage you this week as we go about our week that you find that time, that place where the Holy Spirit can do some real work in you. And listen, it will not always be comfortable. If you are growing, it might be a little bit painful. But it is doing more. It is how we achieve more, not for ourselves, but for God's kingdom. It's how we grow the kingdom.
That's all for now. We pray that you heard something that brought life to you today so that you may go and be the person that God called you to be. God bless you.